Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Balanced Life with Debbie Carlin Boyle, conversations connecting to a healthier you, the show that gives you all the latest and greatest health and wellness information to inspire you to live a life of balance and joy. Debbie Carlin Boyle is a health and nutrition coach, personal trainer, and fitness instructor who helps her clients live in balance with everything that feeds us in addition to the food on our plate. Please welcome your host, Debbie Carlin Boyle. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to my show. Thank you for joining me today. You have reached Balanced Life with me, your host, Debbie Carlin Boyle. I am conversations that connect to a healthier to you. And we have a conversation that should connect to a healthier you today, because I bet you didn't know some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And you may have questions or comments about what we're going to talk about today, which I'm going to tell you about in a second. But if you do, take this phone number down, and you can call in at any point to talk about anything that you want with us in the health realm. The number here is area code 323 524-2599. Again, if you're watching live, if you're joining us live today, 323-524-2599. At any point, if something comes up, if something sounds familiar to you, if you have a story you want to share with us about an injury or trying to figure out what's going on, why you can't do a certain sport or activity, give us a call and you're going to see why I said that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about me. I am a personal trainer, a fitness instructor, and a health and nutrition coach. And I help people get all those things that have to get into alignment in order for your life to find joy, to be pain-free, to have good relationships, and to just thrive in all aspects of your life. And sometimes working with somebody, working with a coach, I work with groups, I work individually, helps you, you know, even the best athletes in the world work with coaches, even though they know it seems like what they're doing. They still have somebody on the sidelines motivating them and giving them tools that they need to be successful. And I do that with health and wellness. So reach out to me if you go to my website, which is Balanced Life by Debbie, D-E-B-I dot com, then right there, there's a pop up and you're going to get a, a free three day uh, uh, healthy diet to do. And it's really easy. It's a detox diet. I like to call it detox, not because you're drinking juices and you're detoxing that way, but because these are really healthy, fun, good recipes. They're easy. They're economical. They're all fresh and you can go shopping once, make them all during that three-day period. I'm telling you, at the end of the three days, you're going to be lighter on your feet. You're going to get rid of brain fog and it's it, it's really a doable, workable thing. So just go on and click on that and we'll send that to you right away. So today um, I have a great show and it's sort of in the realm of what I do for a living as a personal trainer, one of my modalities and what I do. And I'm really interested in this because there are things that I have not quite um, dug into as deep as we're going to dig into today in all the shows that I have. Oh, by the way, all the shows that I have are on my YouTube channel. So if you go to Balance Life by Debbie YouTube hit subscribe when you're there, by the way, you're going to find content on there with any health and wellness question from diet, exercise, rest, from wellness in the workplace. I mean, you name it, I've done a show on it. Environmental, skin and uh, care products, anything and everything that has to do with health and wellness is on there. 
So go to my website, uh, my YouTube channel. My website will take you to my YouTube channel too. So either way, you can do that. All right, we're going to get on with the show and I'm going to introduce my guest for you right now. So do you feel as if you can't do all the sports and activities that you used to be able to do because of mobility and or pain issues? If you are active, you need and you need improvement in your form, balance, and overall injury prevention? If so, then my guest today will have all the answers for you. Scott Forrester is a Feldengeist practitioner, certified personal trainer, licensed physical therapist assistant, author, and host of the Aware Athlete Show. He works with runners and hikers to improve body-mind awareness, technique, form, balance, self-care, appropriate training, injury resistance and recovery, overall function performance enhancement, goals, and enjoyment of the things that you love to do. His work is based on the Feldenkrais Method. Scott has, I think you're in your 70s, we're going to talk about that, and loves working with people in the midlife age group. So let's talk about being active in spite of setbacks or blocks. So will you please welcome my guest, Scott Forrester, to the show today. And there he is. Hi, Scott. Hi, how are you? I'm good. We have an enthusiastic audience that lives on our walls clapping for you. Thank you for having me on the show today. (laughs) Oh, thank you for joining me. I'm honored that you're here today because you are an expert in this field that eludes so many of us, even those of us that think we know better, don't (laughs) know what you know. So I want to get right into it with you and learn a little bit about you and what got you into doing this for a living at this point. And um, I know you have a backstory, but even before your backstory, I want to hear a little bit about where you're from, a little bit about your young years, your education, and then about what brought you to helping people with these mobility and injury issues. All right. Uh, I'm originally from California, from uh, Hermosa Beach until I was about 12, and then Inglewood. Till I was 19, but I've lived most of, most of my life in uh, Colorado and Wyoming, and now my wife and I are making a home in Oregon. So that covers that part. When uh, you were in Hermosa Beach, were you a surfer? I'm just curious. No, I never got into that. You okay. know, the, maybe a surf mat. <laughs> yeah, I just it's just such a big surf community, and I, I'm is, a California yeah, girl, it, too. I grew up here by the beach. so It's uh, a good sport. Yeah, I watched the surfers. I married a surfer. <laughs> I um, never really partaked in it except for sitting on a board <laughs> like you, myself. Yeah, but it's good for your balance, flexibility, uh, big all time. kinds of things, strength. Yeah. yeah, big time. And that's when stand-up paddleboarding is such a big thing right now, which is so great for you because you don't have the waves, but you still get to navigate the water and the balance. And yeah, I mean, we'll get into that thing. later, but... I was just curious if you surf. So you lived in Colorado for a long time. What, um, Fort Collins, what was it? Or Yes, uh, my, when my wife and I uh, moved to Fort Collins, uh, the population was about 20,000. Then it became the fastest growing city in the nation. And uh, I was doing some construction at that time. And eventually, well, now the area is a quarter of a million easily. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've seen my daughter went to um, Boulder um, for college, and she's been uh, yeah. out many years, almost twelve years. But um, I got I got familiar with the surrounding areas and what it was like, and even I'm sure it's even worse now than it was twelve years ago. Yeah. So, what was your sport of choice growing up, <laughs> or sports? Well, it was uh, it was running, and that's a funny story. Uh, I had not participated in any sports in high school until my senior year. And then I just decided uh, they had they had given me a schedule, class schedule, and then changed it. And I wanted it changed back. So I said, well, if I go out for track, I'll get my cha- uh, schedule changed back. I can always quit. <laughs> and I didn't quit. 
Uh, of course, I had no background at that point. You know, a couple of weeks to get in shape when you've never run, that doesn't work very well. But it was something that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Wow. So that's yeah. kind of the Well, story you were there. young. You were young enough that, you know, you could probably navigate what it is that you needed to learn or do because you had, I mean, that's, you're at the prime of your hormonal balance and all of that and, and being able uh, to Yeah, be an actually athlete. at that point it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. <laughs> well, good, it challenged you too. That's a life so, lesson. There you go. It, it did, yeah. So, so what happened that um, you kept running and did you sustain injuries from your running? Did you know if you were running correctly back then or... Okay, so here's where here's where wisdom comes in eventually, hopefully. But uh, as a kid, you know, you want to be competitive because that's, that's where you start out. Uh, anyway, that's what the culture is, uh, what direction it points you in. And so I decided that, hey, if I'm working out every day, five or six times a week, maybe I would be better if I would just work out twice a day. And it wasn't very long at all until I had a stress fracture in my tibia. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't such a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> no, known just, as overtraining, right? Yeah. When, well, and too much too soon, that type of thing. Yeah. And we're and, all uh, victims of that when we get passionate. And, yeah. And back in 1968, 1970, nobody talked about running form very much. And if they did, they didn't know what they were talking about generally. <laughs> Right. And, uh, so I, I was actually, I'm sure, quite a poor runner <laughs> in terms of form. Right. So, uh, so, what, so you had this tibia injury. Did that stop you in your tracks or did you literally, or did you keep running and make it worse or, or did you go to uh, PT? No, I couldn't. I, when, uh, when I first felt it, I couldn't even walk. I was lucky to get to drive my car home. Mm. So obviously you're not not going to be doing any running for a while. And uh, even even a stress fracture takes uh, weeks to heal. So yes, I I was kind of out of it then. And after, as a kid, you don't understand those injuries. You get a little bit better. And then you're very cautious about going back. So I actually ran on dirt for quite a while. And uh, um, so yes, it did stop me. And it was a year, a year or more when uh, it, it, I was pretty much stopped from that. And when you went back, at this point, were you in college or were you? Yeah, I was. I was in college at that point. Did you that's, run? Compa- uh, that's did... actually when I got the stress fracture. Oh, okay. Were you so, co- and you were competing at that point? I was what? Compete? Were you competing in running at that point? No. Just running I'm for. Not... I've never had the ability to be competitive. It's simply that I love the movement. I love being outdoors. I love being able to continue doing what I like to do. Uh, certainly, you know, as, as a kid, you have these ideas of being competitive, but you start out uh, with no no running conditioning at all. And in a couple of weeks, you're not going to be competitive. And then I continued, but uh, I, I never got uh, to a, a place where I, you get to a place where you want to be competitive, but not a place where you are competitive. I hear you. <laughs> I was a, I actually was a competitive runner, but it was mostly for charity stuff, like 10Ks, and we did a lot of relay marathons, but there were like, I, what are, in relays, I think there were five or six, and I always took up the rear. I was always the last one, so any kind of slack we had during no matter how fast we took off, if something kind of slacked in the middle, I had to make up for it. So and so we actually, I got very competitive being in the rear like that, being on the tail end, because it was up to me to really win the race, no matter what else they did. So within yeah. our age range, we always, I always did it within my age range, you know, so, but... Like you, I did, I overdid because I didn't know enough. And I started having IT issues when I was in my early 30s, when I first started running my late, 
my, I think it was my late 20s, early 30s, I started running and playing tennis at the same, t- same time. So, you know, wow. those two, the lateral movement, the forward back, and I know, which we're going to get into, had I known then what I know now and what I'm learning from you, actually, I would have never had to stop 100%. And to this day, I can't run, and I barely can move when I play tennis. I have you to run be- now? No, I can't. My knees, and and so I I want we'll we'll talk. We can use me as an example as we go down the line here and talk about what it is you do for people and how important it is to know up front because I have tears on all my meniscus. I so my knees are, are swollen. I have arthritis because I have bone on bone and scar tissue. So I'm in my mid sixties. And so I would say I haven't ran in about four years, but I do still play tennis. So I'm still doing running forward, but I'm not running, running. I used to do eight miles a day. Another mistake I did, because I was doing it wrong, was I ran every single day, six to eight miles a day, either outdoors or on a treadmill. It just depended where, what my timing was like and where I was. And then I would go, talk about overtraining, and work in the gym for an hour. It wasn't until I became a trainer that I knew how counterproductive that was. But this was my young years. And I was my own worst enemy, really. So, I know. Well, that's what we are. And so you've, you've learned a, a lot over the years, too. The hard way, because one of the things, I got a lot of pleasure out of running, but if you, I mean, if you look at my knees, my right knee is three times the size of my left, but yet they're both bad. I've had MRIs on both, and x-rays and scans, you name it, and uh, I just, you know, I've done different, the injections to get the bone, to put the lubrication in, to get the bone off of the bone, and now I'm thinking about PRP, which is more mm-hmm. of, you know, the gene therapy. And so yeah. um, whatever I can do, but I don't want to be – so I just decided to lay low and be smart, find other ways. And it's actually – I am a spin instructor, and it's how I started bike riding and got getting on a spin bike because that became very, very popular in the 90s, and that's when I was doing my bulk of my running. And when I had to stop – and, you know, try to heal all the injuries that I had, you know, I was to- told to stop pounding the pavement, literally. And so biking does that for you, or swimming. That's the other, the other thing. So, you know, but I miss it. So let's, I want to get back to what got you into what you do today. What, there was like a, an event in your life that got you turned into knowing that you the injury could be preventative and that you could and that, I don't know if this event is how you discovered the Feldenkrais is that how you pronounce it Feldenkrais method Feldenkrais Christ Feldenkrais like, like rice like rice Feldenkrais yeah. method and he was like well we'll go into that because I think he was worked with dancers or something is his origin yes he, he worked with a lot of people yeah he worked with basketball players all kinds of Okay. Musicians, okay. actors. Right. People who had injury from any issues that they might have been having. So yeah, what were... You, what, on that angle, uh, he actually had uh, totally destroyed ligaments in both of his knees. And he, uh, using his method he, that he developed, he was able to practice judo. Ah, on those bad knees, so. And he, so he came up with his, this method to be able to get, to work through. So what was your injury? What happened to you that you found this method? You always, uh, you always get hurt when you least expect it. In mm-hmm. other words, when you're not, a, not respecting the situation that you're in. So I had been on many, many roofs and here was a, here was the one that seemed perfectly safe. And that's when and why I fell off <laughs> because you took it you know, for granted. I took it for granted. Exactly. And, uh, so I fell off a rough, broken ankle. I was uh, about 50 and it was a while before I could uh, afford to have that repaired. And it was successfully repaired, 
but it left me with a with a knee problem so that I couldn't run as much as I wanted to because I had developed this pattern of uh, compensation running on a broken ankle. Mm -hmm. It was uh, so the medial malleolus was broken. And so that causes you to lose a lot of ligaments and some inherent uh, stability in your ankle. And then that causes you to develop some other patterns. And by the time I got through all of that, I couldn't, I couldn't move well. I couldn't, I couldn't run the way I wanted to without, without getting worse every time I ran. And uh, so I sought some answers and I uh, found the Feldenkrais method online, but I couldn't make it work for me because I didn't understand what the point was. I went to physical therapy and the first physical therapist I went to actually made it worse. And then I found a physical therapist who was also an ultra runner. And he was about my age and he had won his age group in the Leadville 100 several times. So he kind of understood what uh, yep. what I was needing. Yeah. Was he, he doing did, the, the Feldenkrais method? Or was no? he doing the Feldenkrais yeah. method? He had uh, dabbled slightly in it. He was not a Feldenkrais practitioner, had not had all the training in it, but he had just enough to move me farther along the path of, of uh, actually getting the training myself and actually uh, doing some things that actually worked with me. So, yes, he was familiar with it. Yes, he gave me some initial help. And, yes, he really knew what he was doing uh, with the running. Um he didn't fully understand the method, but that's all right. So he, you, he, had, he had a basic understanding of some of it. So were you able to heal yourself or did you have to, is that, did you obviously had the interest in it between researching it and from him. So how did you end up becoming certified? Did you actually work with a practitioner to heal 100% or... Yeah, so he actually gave me enough help that I could go back to doing what I was doing. And uh, he actually said, uh, knees are easy. That was what he said, uh, do these things and uh, you will get better every time you run instead of worse. And I did. So he gave me enough help to, to uh, get me started along the path and do what I wanted to do. But I also became further interested in the method. And you find that once you learn something that helps you a little bit, it's not the end. There's always more that you need to learn. So, you know, you go along a little further and you find, well, there's a story to that. So I'm running, I'm uh, on my weekend, I'm, I'm doing a long run. And it was, I don't know, hours, uh, maybe, maybe it was three hours. And I'm, I come by the laundromat where my wife is uh, doing the clothes. And I go in and talk to her for a minute. And she holds up this uh, ad paper, newspaper. And it had an ad for a Feldenkrais training that was near enough that I could, uh, I could do it. And geographically, it was near enough. And she said, you have to do this. And uh, I had her support all the way through, even though it's uh, it's a very difficult thing to do because you have to spend seven weeks a year not working. You have to be in a different location. You have to find a way to find a way to uh, to stay there. You have to come up with your tuition. And anyway, it was uh, quite a commitment. But uh, that's the story behind that. But I bet you're Part glad you went through it because on the other, there, there's a back end to that, right? Once you have that certification is yeah. you make up for the time and the money that was spent to, because well, it becomes hopefully. part of your, <laughs> well, it becomes part of your practice and in, in your career, you know, but that's, I mean, that's sort of the premise behind education, but it, it is so, so many things it's, are so expensive. It certainly right? becomes yeah. part of you. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you you wrap your whole self around trying to make this. Right. And and 
you know, quite frankly, I know for me going back to school in my mid 50s, going back to get I, I was a television commercial producer for years. So I had the side hustle of teaching and training just because it was fun and I could have free gym membership. So going back to school, in, you know, was risky for many reasons. And one of them was financial. Am I going to make it worth my while? But boy, has it been. And then one certification led to another and to another. And I, the, you, you can never stop learning because the human body is evolving constantly in the research that we're going now doing and having um, stem cell research being so prevalent and so new in the ball game that we can use for things like injury and we can use things for auto this for autoimmune diseases and all kinds of things that we're discovering it's never too late to learn it's just a matter of time and money to be able yeah. and, and passion and so those three things wrapped together move us forward and help us to to actually maximize on our passion and i'm still you know about to be 65 and and I I'm thinking about the next certification, the licenses I want to get, becoming a functional medicine doctor at this age. What, wow. you know, but it's, you know, I feel good enough that I could make that happen. It's just time and money. Yeah. You know, is so so I admire you for doing that at a midlife age and because think of all the people you're helping with the knowledge of what you know that are our age and need this kind of education for themselves. So not only can they heal from all the stupid things like myself that we did when we were younger, but also be smarter. And that's what I want to talk about because you you talk, your business is called The Aware Athlete because being that we are unaware as athletes what we're doing to our bodies because we're not exactly moving correctly. We're not educated enough to understand that the hip bone is connected to the, you know, and that all of the connections, unless you've gone to school for that, which 90% of us haven't. So we don't know how to avoid. So what, why do you call your business the aware athlete? How do you describe an athlete? And what, what is it that we're lacking as athletes that we should be aware of? Okay, so uh, the business is called The Aware Athlete uh, based on the book I wrote called Mm -hmm. The Aware Athlete. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so, uh, how do you, what is an athlete? How do you describe an athlete? Uh, I did get the privilege of talking to six time world Ironman champion uh, Mark Allen recently. And he was talking about what well, he's talked about recently. Uh, you know, I say sport is a metaphor for life. You've heard that before, but mm-hmm. it is. And he was talking about you can be a triathlete or any athlete, and you can learn the lessons that you can learn from your sport, or you can just compete. You can compete and not learn the deeper lessons that. Uh, that you can learn from sport. And uh, we see that all the time. We see very talented athletes and uh, they haven't, it hasn't changed their character very much. Mm-mm. And sometimes they're only on the scene for a little while. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, if you go back to the Greek, the world word ath- athlete uh, comes from athline. It means to wrestle for a prize. Mm. And, I didn't know that. Yeah, and some of the early Greek writers, including writers of the New Testament, talk about uh, the discipline of being an athlete and being a, being a, an athlete in the Greek sense and wrestling for that prize, that crown, and saying that uh, they do it for a corruptible crown. You know, a Super Bowl championship that is glorious for a while but we for an incorruptible. In other words, they're using that same word, athline, to mean something much deeper than winning a uh, wrestling match. So in the truest sense, in the deepest sense, an athlete is someone who is seeking for a meaningful life. Interesting. uh, I like that. That's 
That you could be parallel. just a competitor or you could be truly an athlete who's learning from your sport, who's learning learning about life from the sport. I find that really intriguing and very true. I have so yeah. many questions for you, but we're going to take a quick break from one of my sponsors and we're going to come right back. And if you have a question you want to get in on this, if you've had an injury and you can't heal it, if you want to know how to be preventative, if there's a favorite sport you're playing, a lot of us are playing pickleball right now. So call in 323-524-2599. We'll come right back to you and put you on the show right after this message from my sponsor. We'll be right back. I'm very excited about a new partner that has a product that I literally use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I realized very quickly that I could not possibly get the nutrients I needed simply through the foods I ate. As a health and fitness professional, when I started researching the necessary vitamins and supplements we need every day to strengthen our immune system and slow the aging process... I realized I'd be taking a ton of pills, which I have never been on board with. So enter Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I take one scoop every morning on an empty stomach in cold water or freshly made almond milk, and sometimes I incorporate it into a smoothie. Either way, the taste is great, kind of like a tropical flavor that I actually look forward to drinking. Athletic Greens is made from the finest ingredients. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. Why still tasting good? And Athletic Greens cost you less than $3 a day. With over 7,000 five-star reviews and recommended by professional athletes, how can you go wrong? So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're back. We are back. With my guest, Scott Forrester, and Scott is the Aware Athlete Master. We're going to talk about, we just started talking a little bit about um, what it means to be an aware athlete, and I know you work with mostly midlifers, people 45 and above, who come to you. Let's talk about what the Feldenkrais Method is, and when they come to you, you can either use somebody as an example. If you've worked with Scott and you're listening, call in. I want to hear, you know, what what it was like. I know you have a lot of um, you have a lot of testimonials on your website. So call in three two three five two four two five nine nine. If you're listening, tell us what um, Scott and you worked together on and how it's worked for you today. So yes, let's go there. What what is it that people come to you for? How do you make them aware? What is Feldenkrais? Okay, what that the reason I wrote my book actually, Beware Athlete, is because I would see people working out in the gym, especially in this age category that we're talking about, uh, the forty-five, sixty-five, and older than that, when you don't have your prime resilience from being 18, 20, you know, 30 years old uh, is that I would see people working out in the gym, not terribly aware of what they were doing and 
actually getting worse as the years went by instead of instead of better. Mm-hmm. And uh, their balance would get worse. And uh, so there, uh, sometimes I talk about three kinds of exercise. There's, there's exercise where you do sets and reps. And there's exercise where you, or anything that you can measure, actually, uh, miles, uh, time on your feet, anything. Um, you do something you can measure, and that's good for the for its for its sake of productivity. Or you do something like that, but you pay a little bit more attention to what you're doing. That's always good. Or uh, you you do the movement that you do and the things things that you do. You do them with enough awareness that perhaps every rep and every set or particularly every rep is different from the last one. And uh, so the three kinds, if you can combine those two things, then you have the best of uh, both worlds. So what is the, what is the Feldenkrais method? Um, so let's talk about, uh, about what do people come to you for? Well, what is, what is wisdom and what is wisdom in the body? And, when I was about, uh, I don't know, my late 20s, early 30s, I was running around doing some work on a roof, running from one side to the other, bending, bending down and, and getting up very quickly. Everything was very quick movements. And all of a sudden, um, something happened in my back. Mm, of course. And I was very young and something happened in my back. I get off the roof and, in fact, I couldn't even put my socks on or tie my shoes, or move much at all for a whole month. But when I came back to that, that never happened again. And I wonder, you know, we take that for granted. We call that healing, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just healing because it never happened again. So something had happened in my nervous system where I knew not to make certain movements the way I did it before. So that's the wisdom that the body has. I didn't just heal, but it knew how to do everything I wanted to do, but not get injured again. Isn't that amazing? But we take that for granted. We, we just take that along with the healing process and say, well, that, you know, I healed and I didn't have that problem. again." Well, it's again, I guess it's awareness. And so you don't make the same mistake twice. So, Sometimes, I mean, it's unfortunate that you had to get an injury or had to make the mistake to begin with to avoid the mistake for the rest of your life. It's well, like, that's true, too. It's like, I don't know, I could use an analogy where they call it, uh, I forget what they call it, avocado hands, but let's say you want to cut an avocado, so you take a knife and you have the avocado in your hand, and you go and you chop right down the middle of the avocado, and the knife slips and goes beyond the avocado to you. Are you ever going to put that avocado and cut an avocado that way again? The answer yeah. is no. Because <laughs> you, you know, you yeah, probably... Yeah, so some of, the, some of those things are traumatic like that. Uh, yeah. In, in other words, if you put your hand on a hot wood stove, as kids will do, you probably don't do it again. It's awareness. What, it's, the inj- what you did that caused yeah. that pain and that right. injury. And then there's right. the healing time. Right. But here's the amazing thing, though. It's not conscious awareness uh, in what I was describing, because I have no idea how I did that. But later, but later, the Feldenkrais method is about harnessing how you might do something like that. And uh, in other words, you can be running and you can do something that's, that's detrimental and then there is a way to actually harness the power of the nervous system to improve that. And you do that uh, through a conscious uh, exploration. Whereas when I was a kid, I have no idea what happened. I would have some idea now. Right. Uh, you know, the traumatic thing of you cut your, your hand or you don't put on your seatbelt and you have an accident or something like that. That's also a form of awareness. Right. But uh, but there, there's something the body can sometimes do that's unconscious 
that we can bring into a conscious process. Uh, Feldenkrais talked about when, when he uh, injured his knee, actually destroyed his knee, it was turned uh, 90 degrees sideways in a soccer accident as a young man. And it couldn't support his weight. He had it all bandaged up and, and couldn't do anything with that side. And then a very disappointing thing happened, a very, uh, very emotional thing for him. He injured the other knee. Went to bed thinking that in the morning, uh, this young vital person was not going to be able to move anymore. So he gets up in the, in the, in the morning and all of a sudden that knee that couldn't support him for, for weeks, maybe months, could bear his weight and almost pain-free. Central nervous system reorganization. Yeah. And, uh, and so you could just let that go and say, well, thank goodness. But he being a scientist said, how did that happen? You know, how can I, how can I harness that? What is that? <laughs> and uh, so bringing that unconscious reorganization of the nervous system uh, into something that you can initiate through a conscious process. I, I don't know if that makes sense, uh, sense to you. Uh, let me see if I can just say that uh, Feldenkrais was a scientist. Everything about him was, uh, was about the scientific method. So if he didn't know something, he would explore it very thoroughly. And then, uh, so since he did so well on rehabbing himself with, uh, with knees that were so bad that he would not have hesitated to have the knee surgery that we have these days, but it didn't exist then, and uh, was, was able to do judo, practice judo. And uh, so he began to have other people come to him and say, hey, could you help me with this or that? <laughs> and that, I think at first that might have been a little distracting or even annoying. Did, but did part... he realized that uh, there might be a way to get people to pay attention to their bodies in a way that would, uh, would lead them into self-exploration, the kind of self-exploration that he had done. But um, is this method a hands-on method like PT is, or it is a, it's, it's a method of working through the injury hands-on, correct? Somewhere. Yes. It, uh, are you familiar with it? A little bit. Okay, so it's time. I've never people. used it, but I... Oh, well, we'll have to get together and do a little uh, Yeah, well, that's why but, I said uh, we're going to use me as an example today, because I'm telling you my okay. knees are shot, so anyway. Sure. Uh, so it's taught in two different ways. It's taught in group lessons. Uh, you could teach any number of people in a group lesson. And that's, of course, with verbal instructions. But a lack of demonstration, usually, doesn't have to be, but very usually. Because the idea is for the person, uh, all the people in the room to explore this particular movement, not for you to tell them how to do it unless there's a safety issue. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then the other form of the work is doing the same thing, exploring movement, but it is a hands-on form where you put your hands on somebody and you see how they move and what they want and what is stopping them from doing what they want, which in fact is a, is a basic question what do you mean by that? Wait, let's go back. So what they want to do in terms of, let's say, in playing a sport and a movement. Yeah. So they go, yeah. they want to, let's say, serve a tennis ball, but they have like a bad shoulder. So I, I serve with my right. I have a bad shoulder. I'm trying to do the movement, but, but a practitioner would put their hand on me to stop me from the movement because... I'm doing it incorrectly and causing or making the injury worse, correct? Or no? No. Okay. Actually, they would put their hands on you and see how you do the movement. Okay. And then they would see, for instance, they might see that you raise your arm and your, your focus is mainly right here mm -hmm. in the glenohumeral joint. And 
they might uh, they might be able to feel with their hands that you can incorporate much more much more of the self, much more of your center into that movement, be much more powerful and much more safe. And they might do some movements that would that would cause you to feel that you could do it, uh, including more of yourself. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so you're yeah. so there's the awareness. Bingo. <laughs> I can just see sure. it in little yeah. quotes. There's Absolutely. the, the it's a neon lights awareness awareness of what your body's doing when you're doing these movements. When you're doing it, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. and that's what I was saying. That awareness for what you love to do would be great to have up front with a professional practitioner who could tell you, no, yes, this is it. feel this, feel that, be aware, and know this is what's going to happen if you keep moving like this. Had I known that, I would not have the injuries that I sustained today. I did not know any better. I just was a road warrior, you know? (laughs) So what causes a knee injury or any joint injury? Well, my guess is it's coming from the hip. Well, for me, it started with my IT band, and and I think it comes from the hip because when you go to the knee, it's kind of – that's where everything gets congested and that's where yes it does you know and and that's where everything kind of locks up and if you're doing the movement incorrectly over and over again and running is a same motion over and over again tennis is the same lateral movements forward and back lateral over and over again and you're not aware how your body should be moving then Obviously, you're going to get injured in where it get yeah. where where the conjecture, congestion starts. Okay, correct? so you use the term congestion. I understand that because the knees don't really do anything except in cooperation with everything else. Yeah, and uh, so what mechanically causes a knee injury or any joint injury is uh, shear forces. In other words, the knee is designed to do. It's basically, it's too much of an oversimplification, but it is a hinge joint. Mm-hmm. So any lateral forces, any extreme or excessive lateral forces are twisting beyond what it's designed for. Those are shear forces. They move at right angles against the, the joint instead of through the joint. So you're just being counterproductive. Um, I have to speed us up because we're down to our last few minutes, actually. Oh. <laughs> and so, oh. but what I want to do, because people may be very interested in this and may not know enough about it, and I want to um, let people know how they can get a hold of you and get the, your book, because my guess is, and the other thing is, if you want to use a Felden, um, I keep saying the name wrong, a Feldenkrais uh, practitioner, how would you find one in your area? Uh, you can go go to uh, feldenkrais.com and look up. Uh, how do you uh, know? Because I hear there are practitioners that are real. How would you get, you know, do you go on Yelp and see who has four stars or five stars? Or how would you know that this person is really like you or knows what they're doing? Well, I would go to their website first. Okay, and, you know, just, and check out their testimonials. Yeah, check out their website. Yeah, their testimonials. Uh, you know what their what particular things they they like to work with, uh, and uh, I mean you can always communicate with them a little bit too. If okay. You want to. Okay. Good. Um, now yeah, I know some practitioners with some websites that you would get very clear on what they do and and how they do it. In fact. Uh, uh, some of them, it depends on how good they are at business. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I know marketing. One, one, one in particular I, I has uh, uh, a weekly podcast, hundreds of, of uh, episodes. Another one has. Uh, uh, but different many, areas throughout the many, country. Many yeah. running form videos. Okay. So that's so you, a good that's a good way to find them. I we are we have to wind down. So I want sure. really quick for you to tell me how people can get a hold of you. Uh, you can go to my website awareathlete.com. Okay. And there I have my books and 
some and some testimonials and a little bit about my story. You wrote a uh, novel as well. You wrote a novel around mysteries, mysterious yeah, so, destinies, mission to Moros, right? That's correct. And yes. so, in everything I do, there's that one fundamental question: uh, not only what what do you want to do, but what is what is holding you back? That's mm. the general question. Or what is holding you back from your best life? Or what is holding you back from what you want to do? What is holding you back? That and, is, uh, I was just going to ask you for words of wisdom, and you just threw them at me without me even uh-huh. asking you. That yeah. is a good one. Um, I want to thank you for your time. Unfortunately, our time is up, but you have a really, really great service that you're doing for people. So I recommend that you guys go to Scott, check out his website, whatever area you're living in, whatever issue that you're having with knees like me or any uh, parts of mobility or balance issues, self-care. Scott is an expert on this, and go get his book. Get his book. Go to his website. Scott, I want to thank you so much for your time and your expertise and for seeking me out so I could feature all that you're doing. And um, and hopefully people will, will seek you out through the show. And I want to thank you, my audience, for being with us today. And please just go ahead and subscribe on my YouTube channel if you can. That's Balanced Life by Debbie, D-E-B-I dot com for great content. And then keep going out and having those conversations that connect to a healthier you. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Scott. Thank you, guys. Thank Bye. you so much, Debbie. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.